Chris, what is going on, brother? Paul, how you doing today, bro? Good, man. Good day so far. Just jamming out, uh, sweating in this Carolina heat. Oh my God. Nothing like another hundred degree day. You know, it's you know it's bad when you <laughs> when you're happy. It's like oh, it's not it's ninety two or whatever. <laughs> bro, dude, when it was in New York, I'm telling you, when it was sixty degrees out, the shit. Man, I was wearing shorts when it was like 40 degrees in New York, you know? You're like, oh, dude, it's warming up. It's 49 degrees. It's going to be such a beautiful day out. Now it's like, oh, thank God, it's 94 degrees. Yeah. You know? Oh. Oof. I had to do the uh, workouts today. Yeah. You know, you have to. You got to do an outside workout. Hell yeah. That's like, it's so disgusting. We were, I was riding the bikes around. It was, the bike riding was fine because it was a little bit shaded. You got a little breezy too, you think? Just going on there? You're you also, no, you're sweating your ass off. Wednesday night? Wednesday night, it was so fucking disgusting. Dude, it was like 90 degrees that night. I feel, you guys, if you don't have an air conditioner, or oh, if, you, if you walked out of a 14-hour shift after sweating your ass off behind the line or running around the dining room floor, and then you're going home and you only have a fan and the windows open, bless your hearts. Yeah. But that was rough. That was like trying to fall asleep in an easy bake oven. Well, like, you know, even though we're, uh, you know, a national, hopefully, maybe one day, international show. Well, anybody can listen to this on the radio, but Dude, I mean, yeah, on, the, man. on the internet, not on the radio. Dude, we're going to get on the internet. We're going to get everywhere. But you know, because I know them, that they're a line cook in New York City. Oh, yeah. In the shittiest little fucking shithole apartment on the train line. Oh, dude, yeah. no we, air conditioning. Yeah. They just got their teeth kicked in yeah. for, for 14 hours. Right, and there's no elevators. So there's like four flights of stairs yeah. that live next to the seven train. Like, you can literally look out the window and, they're and see and people. They're dude, yeah, like, I just, just just praying for the the strength to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that the water's actually working in the building. Yeah, 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 it's only freezing cold. Oh my god! Like, I, you know how the you know how the song says, "You can make it there, you can make it anywhere." Yeah, absolutely. It it's so true though. It's like, oh my god! I, I watch even the good cooks down here. Yeah. And you're like, oh you no, know, he uses tweezers. Oh, he's got a good knife. Tweezer oh, chefs, yeah. Uh, this girl, this one girl I worked with, she had like this this crazy spoon collection, like antique spoons, and she had, she was, it was, it was like, was it all something off a surgeon's table, we got all the different instruments? No, nah, nah, it was like, it was almost like antique spoons, but some of them actually look cool, but... They made out of glass? Like <laughs> copper, all this other, but I just remember thinking, like, that, that's so cool, you can do this, like, knives. Yeah, antique spoons. I mean, obviously, those are plating spoons, and there are certain spoons that serve a certain purpose. But she had like moves, you know, like in the kitchen. Yeah. She's like, kind of fast and kind of all right. And she was a total, right. total asshole. So, like, was she like <laughs> cocky or like egotistical, yeah, like, like on the shit? No, like egotistical, kind of like how like my wife was too, like egotistical. In a good way of listen, motherfucker. Right. Well, that's it. Yeah. So that's being really confident. Yeah, like, don't sure. look at me like I'm I'm no like little girl right. pusher. Right. But Wait, she she could stick. She could pack it up. Yeah. Like she, she could pack she it up. Move. She had the moves. She could. Mm-hmm. She could run her her station or whatever. But right. Absolutely. It's just funny because mm-hmm. I think about 
like her, she might have been somebody who could make it in the city. Sure. Like it was just you. great in your eyes, dude. And then there's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no offense. Well, no, I'm not. The, the redhead. Yeah. Bobby, you could make it. Yeah, yeah, Bobby's good. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, other than that, you're like, yeah, if, if anybody, if anybody that, that we've worked with down here has, like, should we think about that to work in New York City? Honestly, I would be, I'd laugh. love to send them there. I would just point, <laughs> point at them and laugh. No. no, just to make sure they knew, like, Right. Is that like a putting them in their place kind of thing? Or like, oh, hey, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Be my guest. It, it's like the, it's, it's the worst of both worlds because right. it's not even, it's like, uh, uh, I always wanted to be like a major league baseball player. I just want to know what it's like to stay in the box against Mario Rivera. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to touch it. I just want to see. You just want to feel it. As I just want to see what that you. looks like. You just want to take so part of your soul with you, right? And you're like, physically, I couldn't do it. Like, like I'm just, yeah. I'll never be that good. But then I remember going to like, like a concert. I saw the Foo Fighters at, at City Field. Dude, that's freaking awesome. We're, oh, yeah. we're standing where like the second baseman could stand, yeah, yeah, yeah. just off the grass. Right. And I remember like looking around, thinking, oh my god. I could never fucking play baseball in front of this many people. Dude, like, it's, it's a like, nerve thing. Yeah, sure. you're like looking up in the stands and you're like, no, 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 no. You think they, the other players ignore it? Like, they know you're there, but it's like they're imagining it's just the Jumbotron and you're only focusing on what's in front of you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, that's what freaked me out was like, I don't know how these guys would be able to concentrate. Sure. But, or are they just so hyper focused then? Right. Like they don't hear roar of the crowd. They don't. Right. Dude, it's the big league too, man. It just gets them focused. But like, talking about when I'm talking, it's like, no, you couldn't. Dude, that's what like, you have to be, like, like where we met in that place. Uh, Every, the Kings, Kings, uh, town, Kings town, take care. King, 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 kick your head in. Yeah. But like, like the people that like. Like a couple of people there who thought that they were such big shit. Dude, you get that way. Like, oh, I'm from, I'm, you know, I'm a big fish. Remember, remember our girl? Yeah. I'm a big fish in a little pond. And they're like, no, no, you said that wrong. No, 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 that's exactly what I meant. I'm a big fish in this yeah. little turd but of a city. I get like, being confident, but when you sound like, I, I, there's a level of arrogance. If you when people her, hear that and they're like, what? WTF? If you took her and fucking dropped her ass off at like yeah. either when I was at Mark, did Laverna did or like yeah, or like Abigail Curtis, or like any the George big, restaurant, or like but like she's yeah. she's catering expertise, right? Sure. If you took her fucking dumb ass and threw her in the middle of one of those places, say it so I don't have to, brother. <laughs> she would. They would fucking make her be like a turd. Like, dude, it would be a massive humbling moment. Humbling mo- like moment, and you would be lucky if you were allowed to polish a civil work. And it would be you'd get your ass right into the sunset in these places. There is no coming in there with a puffed out chest. You come there with an open mind, and open hands, and saying, "All right, what's next?" Right. You know, it's even like like even if with Donald Trump as the president. Yeah. If they if they somehow made a reality show out of the three kids working. 
yeah. at one of those places, like at, at Danielle. Sure. He said, it doesn't matter who you fucking Dude, it does. Yeah, it you does not matter. Kicked, man. Yep. Absolutely. It's it's a brutal experience, man. And it's, you got to set yourself up right when you go with the way you wake up and you tell yourself, all right, this is what my day is going to be like. And I think that this is going to segue into uh, what Chris and I want to talk about on this episode is uh, mindset. Yeah. It's such a huge role in the way, what we think of ourselves, what we perceive ourselves to be. And at the same time, it's like what we put into our minds. Right. And that comes from friends and family. Yeah. So. And coworkers and, and you're just your dude, overall environment. Dude, absolutely. That plays a huge role. Like I think about what, when, when we talk about like humbling experiences, good things take things, but it, right. goes, it goes on for, for life. But dude, absolutely. It's not just an ass beating. A, a wise man told me when we were looking at we were looking at one of your most famous restaurants in New York City. Right. And our class was lucky enough to like walk through the kitchen. Is that per se? Uh, no, no, no. This was uh, this was um, I'm trying to see. Uh, what's it called? Is uh, it? Pacific Union. Sure. Well, Pacific Union was there. Absolutely. So they were that was Rock Rogers Theater. That was like they were the big shit. They were. I want to say they were like getting in like the top five the year that we were there. Sure. So it was just before a stupid television show. Yeah, uh, before the Food Kids yeah, Network. Like, and all. Oh, no, no, no. Before his. Remember, he's on NBC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Black Clams was one of like the big places. Like, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What's the Rachel Ray special right there? But Union Pacific was the real deal. I mean, that's. And again. Did he go on TV and act like a jerk off? Yeah. But did he do what he needed to do? Like, Dude, yeah. he was outrageously talented. They banged it out there. Right. So, his place in Union Pacific, our, our school, not our level, went to his uh, class or to his restaurant, got to walk around and just observe. And one of the guys said, like, do not just stand here. And just stare and think like, oh, you know, and look at each area. Right. Well, I want each one of you has to pick one fucking person and stare. And this is the chef talking. Super cool, super honest. There's like, instead of, oh, you know, this or that, or like, how are they doing the goose? They had like this weird ass goose dish where they used the the carving station lamp was part of it. They would, on the pit, on the, on the order, Right. But order in goose, yeah. they take the goose breast, put it in confit. Sure. That. Sure. And it would sit on the rail. So it was like, I guess, perfectly like 220 degrees. Yeah, of course. It's like a sous vide type. And then on the fire, they would take it out, put it on a carving board, use that light to have it crisp the skin up. Really? That's and pretty, pretty good. Awesome. And put it on the table side and carve it. Dude, that's pretty badass, man. That's pretty badass. What the guy was saying, what the chef was saying was, do not just sit there and stare. Watch one individual. Watch what they do the entire shift. Sure. Then it'll make sense. Because if you just look at this, it just looks like like 27 assholes running around with their heads cut off. Right. Watch exactly. one individual. Exactly. Watch how he navigates, he or she navigates through the kitchen. Yeah. And you'll understand, like, what the comey is, what the you know, chef of the is yeah, yeah. doing, what the 
you know, the vegetable cook of the fish station. Yes, yes, absolutely. And people working past so all kinds of right. stuff. And it was interesting to me because it was like, like, okay, you know, like there's a, almost like there's an ecosystem here. Yes. You know, it's not just, it's not just a bunch of people, one, one motherfucker screaming at a bunch of peons. Right. And they all just scramble to get. In everything, it's like a symbiotic yeah. relationship between all these stations and like the, it, 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 it's almost like, dude, everyone's reading their freaking minds. Yep. Everyone's reading each other's minds. Like you, everybody knows what's going on. And I want to do, there's a lot, of, I mean, the communication is huge. And it, it was huge. just that yeah. too. Not music. It was just not anything like that. Right. And not, and to give them a lot of credit too, not a lot of, you know, hooting and hollering or unnecessary or get, talking. Yeah, like, like that, that. Damn, that's hot. Let's get it. Yeah, like, not like that fake anger. Yeah. Either, like, hey, I need this fucking shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like totally that. unnecessary. It's it like, like, what are you accomplishing by doing that? But, like, then again, it's like, I'm dragging on 30 seconds. Yep. Are you going to learn how to cook the farm rod? I'm going to break your fucking leg. Which one? <laughs> like, yeah. That, that kind of stuff. So, Absolutely. But when we talk about, um, like mindset and mindset in the kitchen is a big deal you do not want everyone coming to work with piss running down their leg sure every day. That. every day every freaking day dude and that's it's it's definitely that's something i feel i worked in i worked in a restaurant in manhattan it was in a huge hotel um you know the hotel is the same one that's at home law so we say that you know pick a restaurant and i remember going into work and it got to the point where it was like I had to psych myself out on the train because I knew I walked into that kitchen. It was like a "Hey, chef, good morning," and I would get the finger. Yep. And this was this was across the board. It wasn't just me. And you could tell there was like this. It, it was like oil and water yeah. in there. I've never seen so many. I want to say at the time I was a little bit younger, but a lot of adults cry, yep. like unnecessary bullshit, unnecessary threats. I'm gonna make you feel like shit. And you, just so you know, this is where you are in the totem pole kind of thing. And it just, it didn't have to be like that. So, like, coming into, like, all right, I'm going to bang this out. And at the same time, you're going to take verbal abuse. And it's like, as an employee, as a work, you know, being new in the industry, you're like, you don't want to absorb that shit into your brain. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, it makes you tougher. And, it, you know, it's obviously you got to respect the kitchen and what, why it is the way it is. But that example you just gave about this, you know, like this very smooth operating, well-oiled machine versus where, what I'm talking about was gear. It felt like gears that were grinding on each other to get the job done. Yeah. And that translated from the top all the way down to the line where it was a ruled through fear. And we're just going to get through the day because we just want to get the fuck out of here and hopefully we don't get yelled at. Yeah. It was horrible, you know, it wasn't not what we wanted. And that's what it was. So it was like a different another different experience coming into work and going like, All right, let's just see what happens today kind of approach. Yeah. I think I think too with you know, certain there's a there's that old school mentality, right? That you have to be that way, that you're just asshole comes with the territory. Right. That yeah. whole thing. But what you also what those what those operations fail to realize is like you don't you don't really grow right. 
right, in that environment, because then what if that guy isn't there? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So I I worked for a caterer, and it was mostly women, sure. and because there wasn't a lot of there there was I was the I guess you would say like the executive chef, even though she really was the she was a chef owner. Sure. But you know there was a sous chef. He was a guy. He was you know yeah. a good guy. Um, but there wasn't this this feeling of competitiveness in in between the ranks. It was more of a of a um, it was more of a team, even though. No, nobody there was like an athlete or had like that. Ath- you know, like you were gunning for each other's positions. Yeah, like, like, hey, I'm gonna show you off by, hey, check me out. Yeah, like there was never that that feeling of like that person fucked up, right? So doesn't it make us all look a little bit better, bit better? Or like get the target off my back when somebody's just eating exactly. crap? Yes. So, and it was just it was an interesting dynamic because I think. Sometimes that we we look at, at kitchens as like this war field, sure. right? And it's it's you men have... screaming at other men, right. and, and you have like bombs going off, and you're still trenches, right? And it's just you wake up and you're right back to it. Yeah, and when you have and like same thing with my wife, you know she's she's even from she made her bones going through like the same company. That I went through, sure. and it's dealing with, you know, the bravado, dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of, a lot of insecure men who overcompensate. <laughs> Dude, all of that. Is it like the bullying complex? And yeah. This fuck it. And yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to stick your chest out or do this yeah. other stuff, but you also have to build your team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To be to be effective and effective when you're not there. Dude, absolutely. And it's like building that culture, building instilling the proper mindset in your employees. Right. And it's like you gotta set that example, like you gotta you gotta act that way. Yeah. You gotta bring it in like that. If you and if you expect all your everybody else to behave that way, you gotta come with it. Well like I like I'll ask you what who was what was something that was done to you to change your mindset out of being being the the general and being like the you know I'm I'm cracking heads today right you know like like that mentality of I remember somebody telling me you know if you're the executive chef if you don't make if you don't crack at least three people's heads in right. uh, each week you're doing something wrong no. Dude, that's, I mean, that's a great question. And it's honestly, I learned that answer through experience. And it was going in, you know, this is a position as an executive chef for, this was a, uh, no, I want to say commercial. It was a, uh, like an upscale chain type restaurant. Sure. And it was going in with, all right, we got to, we got to stick to these rules. We cannot bend these rules. We have to execute, you know, consistently which was good i mean there was always a high standard but at the same time it was like remembering like all right we're human beings 
if I just constantly preach about the standards and I'm just like just broken record, right. let's go, let's go, let's go, and keeping my employees on the edge, you know, we're walking on eggshells. I realized that once I let back a little bit, it was productivity went up. People enjoyed what they were doing more. And it was uh, letting people, it's like, hey, people, everybody knows the standard. And if you do not execute to the standard, obviously there needs to be some type of disciplinary action. Sure. But until then, you guys know, you guys and girls need to know, you know what you need to do. And if you were doing it, why, there was no reason for me to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't have to ride anybody. I didn't even want to do that to begin with. But it's like, okay, why should I ride somebody if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing? They're doing a great job. Let them do their job. Right. You know, and then by doing that, I realized instead of cracking the whip, it was like, you know what the expectation is. I went over it. I'm going to let you do your jobs. Do what you have to do. And, it, dude, it was huge difference. It, I got, it was a, not only was it like, hey, he, my boss is showing me the respect that I need, that I want by letting me do the job. Mm-hmm. Is It's, hey, you got the reins in your hand and your station. Yeah. Take control. You right. know, it's like he, everybody, in a sense, was taking control of the leadership for what they were responsible for. And no more micro. There was no micromanaging. Do you feel like they were able to like bring people up? Yeah, yeah. dude. And it was because by doing that, it's like and leaders come out of that bunch. So instead of me keeping everybody, I don't want to say keeping people down, but constantly keeping people worried about not getting yelled at or anything like that, or when's the next mistake going to happen? Right. People, be, uh, the, my workers began to think in a different mindset of. All right, the station's in my control. Um, I know what the standards are. Um, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get disciplined or harassed in any way. You, you know what I'm saying? Or like talk to about my station if I execute to the standard. Mm-hmm. So that set the example for the, uh, everybody else around them. You right. know, and then if everybody's doing the same thing, when you brought somebody new on, they knew what the standard was. Somebody new came on, and it wasn't like I'm, I'm going to get my ass chewed out. It was like the coaching came from. From within. From within. Yeah. And it dude, it was it was friggin' awesome. And I, I in a way I feel like I learned that lesson too late. Yeah. You know, it was Well it's never too late. No, yeah. It's like it's right. Not, right, it's never too late, but it's like I there's something I wish I knew sooner because it could have made many years of my kitchen and professional color experience a lot easier. Right. Strong, yeah. Dude, you know what I'm saying? And, and going like we mentioned in a previous episode, one year in culinary, I feel like it's a time warp. It's like five years. We're like, we're living dog years. That's what we're doing. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, by the time you're, by the time you reach your, reach your confidence in, in being like, okay, I, I don't care about, I don't care about proving myself. Sure. I need you motherfuckers to, to be able to execute this shit when I'm not here. Dude, hell yeah. Expectation, man. By the time yeah. you get to that, you've lost the the, the 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 negative charge of like, you know, going through a place and throwing throwing the squeeze bottles everywhere, throwing people yeah, slamming dishes in the dish right. you know, just walking here. So take, they hear it. Like who you who you scaring, bro? Like I remember I remember as an example. And whatever, this is this is part of my story. So, 
fucking hate me if you want, but that's right, guys. Yeah. Uh, Lots of emotions to flow on this show. Let's hear it. I was told by like my mentor, who I'm so close with, but like you, you know, you gotta, you gotta start, you gotta start fucking cursing people out. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, Very interesting. you gotta take a sacrificial lamb, you know, fucking break them and make yeah. sure everyone sees it. And so I did it. And I remember as I was doing it, like losing control. And did just, you feel like it was wrong? No, I mean, dude, this person is five minutes before this all started. I'm like almost like, like, like thinking, like, oh god, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, right. And it wasn't even the bid that I was going to do it to. Sure. But then nobody comes to somebody else. <laughs> and I just remember, I threw. I think I threw like three squeeze bottles of like oil. I threw. I threw a pizza peel all the way in the oven. Sure. Pizza oven. Right in the back. Set it on fire. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing was like taking like the salt and pepper thing and right. fucking and spiking it. Sure. And the whole thing just exploding on every yeah, yeah just salt and pepper sour up in the air. That bro doing something like that man it can, it's just because so many directions of how it could have been taken. And I said uh, I said get the Get the fuck out of the kitchen for 20 minutes at least. And if if you come, you know, and if you just leave, then just then you're yeah. fucking done. Right. And I remember like for that like 20 minutes thinking like, shit, I hope this fucking works. Like, how are we gonna that Sunday and blah blah blah. Right, right, right. And I'm thinking about all this stuff, and I'm like, and then the guy who told me to do it was like, you know. I think you went a little bit too far. You seem like you're pretty upset. One, you know, and he got like turned. Like, why, don't, Thanks, bro. <laughs> why don't you take the rest of the day or the rest of the night off? It was already right. like fucking late at this point. Right. And I, I just remember thinking, like, you fucking, like, why am I listening to other people? Right. Like, you you want me to be this, this like, fucking rabid dog. Sure. You don't even want to be. Right. That, I feel like that's he, he read that somewhere and he's like, all right, I'm gonna give this guy some advice. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 I just remember thinking like, I don't want to be, I'm not going down this road. Right. Like, like, you, you guys read whatever self help book you want. That's why I still fucking hate that Gary V. Yeah. Top sucker. Well, dude, like, I think he, he took that out of context. Yeah. This guy, you know, the owner of that place was like big in the Gary V. Talking about, eh, you know. If you're not grinding on Christmas, then then maybe you just don't want it bad enough. Dude, you, that, I, I, that is you grinding on Christmas for yourself. That's like you and me doing this podcast on Christmas Day for us. Right, because we want That's it. what that means. That's not like, oh, man, I'm going to let everybody listen to this. You're not, you listen to this, they're grinding on Christmas. That's not you grinding for him. Right. You, you, that's not like, oh, yes, master. Like, we're just going to work. Well, don't worry. He, as, as you... Uh, Making us read all this garbage. He also came back after Christmas talking about, and if you guys ever go to the Four Seasons in Costa Rica, you guys should go for Christmas because it's unbelievable. It's like, you fuck. What a hypocrite. What a bastard, dude. <laughs> what a bastard. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, I had this experience. I was doing a restaurant opening. I, I can't remember what state I was in. Uh, uh, it might have been. 
don't know if it was in Pennsylvania or Florida or whatever it was, and I had one of the corporate executive chefs that I was doing this opening with, and I had this feeling that I was being watched because it was kind of like a, a step I had to take before I became an executive chef within the company. Okay. And he was watching, you know, I think he was watching me for a few days. We were there for, I think it was just over a week or something like that. And he comes up to me and he's like, you know, I, I, I watch how you work and you don't yell at anybody. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, where's this going? And he's like, and then I was thinking about it and I realized you don't have to. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I mean, in a way, it felt like a compliment at the same time. It's like, be aware, yeah. you know, because there are going to be people that take advantage of you for your kindness. Right. At the same time, he's like, you're... You're talking to people. You're coaching people. It's like everybody's an individual, you know. And and I realized it's like, yeah, for the most part, ninety percent of everybody was just talking to them pleasantly, and just being myself, yeah. and not following a transcript designed by somebody else, got me success with building a relationship with the employees. Yeah. And then you're gonna have ten percent of people that just like don't give two craps. But you know what? At that point, get that get the hell out, right? You know, and. Well, I mean, now, I almost feel like now is it's it's a better time for that. Yeah. In that, if you're a lazy piece of shit who didn't really want to do it anyway, right? you're definitely not doing it now. You're, you're, you're wasting not. everybody's time. But yeah, now you're I mean, selfish you don't at that see, point. You barely even see those people. Like, uh, like think about that, that guy that we had at his tent. That big, that <laughs> fucking well, no, yeah, yeah. scared of elevators guy. Oh God! Like, I mean, we're talking. I mean, this. I get very unhealthy, selfish to a point of I don't give a fuck what happens to me and the people that care about me. Well, dude, he's like also that. trying to find people to deal drugs to as he was there. Right. That, this was that. the element. Yeah. Right. That, dude, that, dude, it, they're out there. That was, honestly, that was a pretty funny experience. It it, it was like a. How are, it doesn't look like there's much for me to do, so instead of asking, I'm gonna sit down. Oh my god, dude! And it, it w- massive disrespect. How do you think to you and everyone that's working in there right now? How do you think a person gets to be like that? Not giving a fuck. Literally, hands down, not giving a fuck about themselves in terms of their health, their habits, and just taking the easy way out for a lot of things, not just physically, mentally, with choices. Sure. You know, being selfish and not caring about what others not necessarily want from them, but others, the relationship you have with others and that they care about you from a, I'd like to know you for a long time. Right. I don't want to see, I don't want to go to your funeral when you're 42 years old. Right. When you, you know, when you're, you're 35 and on the, at the walking on eggshells where you could have a heart attack, but right. it's what? insane. You know, and it's it, it it's it's not about I'm not I'm not trying to be like this is not a fat shaming thing. No. You know, it's a I don't it this this is somebody about like hey, just it's almost like they just didn't give two shits about themselves, and they're dragging people down with them in that process. Right. And I, I like this goes to what I posted about and what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, like the relationship with your food. Yeah, absolutely. You, you guys should definitely go back and. And listen to uh, our conversation about that, and definitely, definitely send us your feedback on your own personal relationship with your food. Sure, and, absolutely, man. And how you feel about that, but when you get 
to be like it's one thing to be like like this is a slippery slope because sure. like I feel like okay I didn't work out for a while and I was getting like yeah. chubby yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like well I'm a dad I got a bad vibe right. and then it's like you know still like pig out every once in a while sure. not really working out at all right but choosing convenience what like choosing convenience Getting depressed, getting fired during COVID, getting right. depressed, and then all a lot of, sudden, of outside factors for sure. Right, and controllables then, too. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like the great, it's like the great awakening. Like, yeah. you could look yourself in the mirror and and talk yourself up or talk yourself down, but like when you yeah, step absolutely. on the scale, yeah, like it's not gonna lie. Or when you go to the doctor, right? It's like for me, it was like going to the doctor, and it's like, okay, well, you're, you know. 200 and blah 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 and you're like no it's like so you know probably you know your blood pressure is this your whatever is this right you know you're if you um if you want you can probably start taking medication or it's like it's like whoa like literally yeah medication for what for for being you're you're one of them right you you could you could feel a certain way and talk right. as much shit as you want, but like you're closer to being one of the fat fucks on the yeah. the motor scooter at Hershey Park that you make fun of yeah. than you are being, you know, a regular normal yeah. healthy forty two year old. Absolutely, and it's the, in that conversation that you had with that doctor was, hey, I'm going to give you a pill so you can maintain the the unhealthy lifestyle right. you have now. Do nothing about, it. don't change it at all. We're just going to keep giving you medications until you're on twelve of them. And then we're gonna keep you alive. And and what like, I guess you already know how I feel about it. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that I uh, found like found our conversation. Sure, absolutely. And, like, found Andy and like the whole that whole program of like of reality. Yes, dude. Because that's what it is. It's reality. It it's is. Not, re- it's it's a, it's dude. It was like a slap in the face. It's not a comfy blanket. No, no, it's not no. a warm glass of milk. No. It's a fucking. It's a pill of cyanide or, yeah. or a gallon of water and right. a guy sitting there going, hey, you fucking... Hey, <laughs> asshole. Hey, asshole. <laughs> you know, you, you, you right. want to be a good dad? You want to fucking be there? You, know, yeah. you want to see grandkids and jump be healthy? On, you can jump on or fucking jump off. Yeah. But if you're going to jump off, do it now. Do it now. Just yeah. end it and save us all the trouble and everybody else that you're going to bring down with you. Right. And, and I think, like, Obviously, there there will always be work to do. Absolutely. Like, like to even like the doctors too. It's like we live in a society now where it's kind of like, eh, you know, with the drug problem, right? It's 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 more of a mental health thing. It's more instead of just saying like, hey, you know what? The the shit that you're taking, you can't fucking do it. You can't fucking take it. Yeah. And if you do, you know. Like you're fucking, you're you're killing yourself. Instead, like we have, like that doctor should have been like, "Listen, asshole, yeah, either stop doing what you're doing and right. change, sure. or you're gonna have to go on medication and Dude. and and for the rest of your life." Dude, absolutely. So these doctors don't. I mean, there's what it's. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Many doctors are listening to this, but it's. Uh, what is it? A doctor goes through it's either two weeks or two months, not even two months. I think it's like two weeks of nutrition. 
yeah. the entire time they are training to become a physician or like a medical doctor. It is the bare absolute minimum of nutrition. It's not long because it's become a doctor. Um, and then it's like, uh, figure out what, what is causing the sickness. Okay. I'm pushing it, put a push of education, uh, medication for it. Right. It is not about, I've had better conversation about nutrition recently with my chiropractor that I go to just for general well-being, but better conversation of general well, you know, like health from what I put in my body, what I put into my brain than I've ever had in my life going to a doctor growing up and go, you know, at any aspect. Right. It was, it was such a detached, it's so detached. And it's interesting, too, because it's like, you can't, not that you can't, but, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about, like, what we put into our brain, right? And and how are we feeding it? So, like, it should be, like, educational, right? Correct. Like, by reading or, or by, cons- we're, we're trying to consult with somebody that's at a high level of whatever it is. Sure, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's why you have your, um, that's like your apprenticeship bond or something. You have, right. you know, people you look up to. But like a doctor now is more a sales rep Pretty for much. pharmaceuticals yeah. than to just sit there and say like, hey, you know what? Um, you're depressed. Right. Well, we have a, with medication for that. Sure. Instead of go out and get some fresh air, drink some water and exercise. Right. That you can avoid everything and you can put lasting changes. Right. Change the way you are operating your life. Instead, no. Or exactly push them to keep take this pill, this is great. And 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 those people don't yeah. ever get help. Right. Certain, those... certain people need help. Like yeah, obviously if it's for some medical condition that you have, absolutely seek that guidance from the physician whatever it is but like you said like we're talking about something that could be prevented don't even don't even cross that threshold right but reel yourself back slap yourself in the face and go what am i doing right now right like my friend just got off of he was on uh high blood pressure medication sure i mean if you can breathe rough stuff absolutely make you feel like crap and but he's like he's of the mind of like He's the type of person who can set a goal, right? And he he actually likes the step sure. of achieving that goal. He doesn't like cross the finish line like yeah. He he likes more of like and these are the steps that I'm going to do along the way. So it was like his thing was like a lot more kale instead of like icebergs. Sure, um, no mayo in his in his tuna. He's like a oh, oh my god, I love I love some mayo. It's, it's a hard one for me. But it was just interesting because like sometimes we'll talk and you'll be like, if if you if you're not listening, like with nuance, it's like, all right, cool, like whatever. But he's actually like, and you know, like I kind of like olives, and then I read about how olives are good for your blood pressure, blah blah blah. Sure. So like, he actually does the work. Yeah. To figure it out. Absolutely do the work, man. Absolutely. And, and he he achieved the result. He's sure. off the blood pressure medication. But I think <clears throat> there's obviously setting goals and setting standards for the way you live. Absolutely. But also like what is what you're putting in your head. Because right. the people that you like surround yourself with. So it might be your wife. Yeah. Hopefully 
hopefully your spouses out there are good for you, you know. Pushing you in the right direction. Right. Or really, not guiding you, but encouraging you to make the choice of possibly with you. Right. And I was going to ask you that. What in? I mean, I I think about it. It's 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 everywhere. It's how is family and your interaction with family for the most part set the tone or dictate how you are going to treat yourself? You know, because an example would be being in a family setting where everybody's big drinkers and you're cutting back from drinking. It's like, hey, I'm not drinking right now, and then you're just catching shit for it. Right. Or it's that I'm staying away from sugar right now. Everybody's having cake, and they're like, just one bite. Come on, just one bite. Right. And it's like, is it? What? How does that? I mean, how does that make you feel? And uh, it's like, what do you? And you're from, I guess, past experiences or whatever. It's like, do you feel like that's disrespectful? In no. a way. It's it's funny. It's like it's like with the the not drinking for seventy five days. Sure, the seventy five hard. Yeah, it's people are people aren't people aren't like come on, just have a have a beer, right? Right. But I think um, I think like if it was something like hey, I quit drinking because you know I I think like I have a problem. I think you get a lot more pushback with that. Not just like like in my family or, or or friends, but just in general. Like I've noticed, like people are like they give like a look, shock, like what's what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? Yeah, exactly. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Back off! I'm trying and, to do something good for myself. Right, and some of that's probably like my own, like past or like like I've always sure yeah. had, had beer. Absolutely. Like I, I think you're kind of, a, I think you're kind of a douche if you show up empty-handed to a place. So like, that's true too. So it's like, it's a party. Like, I mean, I just noticed like people. I've I've noticed that people are 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 supportive. That's great. Of it, absolutely. But also like, people will question why you don't drink. Like like for instance, if you showed up somewhere and said. Um, like uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, talk to this person anymore. Like family, sure, absolutely. Right? Like oh, we don't talk to this person anymore. Okay. And it's like oh, that's awkward, and you don't really say anything. Right. And you're like I'll try to figure out what what the right, what's going on is down to this like right to this like person or sure. whatever it might be. Whereas like with drinking. People be like, "What, <laughs> dude? Outraged? What do you mean?" And you're like, "Cause I'm doing this uh, work. Oh, what are you? What? What are you? You gonna get? You gonna get ripped? Yeah. You gonna get all like shredded? Sure. Like, no, it's not really a workout thing. It's more what? like a habit. Self control, yeah. But then again, it's it's almost. I almost think it's because that's what I would do. Like, what do you mean you're not drinking? Right. Um, what are you pregnant? Do you, do you, it, dude, exactly. Do you feel? Do you feel like there was some level of guilt behind that in a way of I used to be the person that yes. was pushed the booze. Yes. That was me, bro. I was the worst at parties. Yeah. You got an empty hand, no problem. I got you. And I, is that beer almost empty? Oh, it's half full. Still, I got you, my man. You know, I was doing. I'm like, dude, I'm we doing like six, seven counts on booze. You know, like, here you go. It's a drink. We had a rule. 
And then, if we were all together, so there'd probably still be a rule. Yeah. We had a rule in college. You couldn't drink out of like a solo cup. Sure. You had to drink out of a clear glass. So we could monitor and make sure that we were <laughs> Like, dude, I, I, you know, I mean, I appreciate that. Shout out to Jabona. And I definitely want to say things, but he, like, it was, he was the ringleader of that. Sure. Of, like, whatever, like that, uh, you know, corn buckle gets over there. He's got a, he's got a red solo cup. Right. Go get it from To get that out of his hand, make him chug it, and penalize it. He has to go over and get it from him. Sure. And and we'd be at, like, you know, some girls, like, girls' apartments. We were savages. So, anytime you see girls. That's the way to live, man. See girls have. Either their parents have money or they they might have even had money. Sure. They had the like a really nice house. Sure. So when we would go there, we would we would like you wouldn't get too outrageous. Like you weren't playing beer pong like they had like like a real dining room. Yeah, you didn't want to break nothing kind of thing. But we so uh, uh, the backyard was like yeah. fucking WWE. That was the free game, dude. But we would <laughs> we would we would always raid their uh, their their uh, towel closet up on the up sure. on the bedroom floor because they always had those uh, dryer sheets like spin yeah, sheets. Yeah. So we would just take just take <laughs> them. They they must have went to like BJ's or like yeah, yeah. Costco. So we would just take them and show them <laughs> in our jackets and we'd have them for like three or four months. Yeah. But um, we'd also do the pizza rafters there. Everybody's like a pizza no. raptor. No. So the pizza raptors are when you um first. So the rules of our parties were, you'd have to drink out of the clear glass. Sure. Make sure everybody's deep enough. Right. Exactly. It was, so that was like there's this precedent of we're all gonna get fucked up tonight. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. And that's like the peer pressure. It wasn't it's even peer pressure. It's just like. Is it the standard? Yeah. It's just that. Sure. The, our whole thing was we didn't do. There was a lot of coke there, right? So we didn't do any coke. Sure. Or and we didn't even really smoke weed, but. Dude, I see. I mean, it's the most drugs I've ever seen in my life was in the restaurant. Right. But like, we didn't do anything. We were just so fucking. We were on Smacker Twos. Yeah. Dude, and just, we just we eat beer cans. Just just, just bite them. <laughs> and Crown Royal and Maker's Mark. And shake it like a dog. But uh, we would do the pizza raptors too. So. The pizza raptors are, you'd order, you'd have the delivery guy deliver a pizza. Sure. Right. And then as he's waiting there to deliver it, two people would come and rip it out of his hand. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, and then as as like they just run, still within eye vision of him. Right. But then there'd be like five guys eating. eating <laughs> Dude, it's just like, like if you were balling the box. Like you had the lid in your mouth. Yeah. Just <laughs> my favorite part was this was actually about the thing that I implemented. You have to start fighting each other like like your dog. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> the five guys eating. Then like two have to start fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you're eating too much. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like you're trying to rip it out of his yeah. mouth, dude. Start fighting over his side. This is like a couple pieces get thrown about. I, I literally imagine like you and some other guy with the pizza slice in both of your mouth and you're fighting and like, grabbing each other by the shoulders and shaking well, each the, other. The best was this, you know, that when it first came out, that 
those blow up dinosaur suits that yes. have like the fan in them. Yeah, and you, it's like you could barely. So this dude's got to wear that. <laughs> and that's what started the pizza raptors. And then he would just stand there and protect. Like yeah. there's four savages behind him, yeah. ripping apart this pizza. We did it twice. It was hysterical. And the girls it ever do it? was supposed to like live on in tradition. I don't know if it ever did. You think the girls did it? The did wolf they? pack. They never did. They were called the wolf pack. The wolf pack. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when they like circle their prey and like lizards around them, like guys, guys. No, they. Well, they were like southern street girls. There's a couple of girls from like Bolton. Sure, sure, sure. Who were, you know, the anchor tattoo, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Lower back tattoo. Oh, the um, best, dude. But yeah, the, um, <laughs> the pizza raptors. I forgot about that one for a while. But, um, yeah, the, uh, that, that's not a healthy lifestyle. No. Dude, it sounds <laughs> hilarious, man. And it's like, you know, it's okay to have fun. Once in a while, like enjoy yourself, you know, have pizza, smash some beers, and I mean, obviously, there that's what comes to self control and the moderation part. And and I guess going back to the question, it's like the people you're surrounding yourself with, dude. They could def. I feel like they could definitely make a difference. And yes. they, a lot of the, most of the time, friends and family will not understand the decisions you're making for yourself right. if they themselves do not align with that nor care about the decision you're making for yourself. I think that's why you have so much discourse and standing now during, like, the whole Trump thing is that, you know, people are just, like, fuck Hillary Clinton. Sure. 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 And then other people are like, well, fuck Donald Trump and everything he's about. Like, okay. Right. And that's one thing. But if it's, like, your uncle... Who's going against you at a party? Like, can you actually debate and talk with respect and show love, or are you just going to be like, right? No, that means he should, you know, like I he should that. fuck. He's a deplorable. He should die. Shit. Like, dude, that's and that's exactly it. It's like, I mean, obviously, it's I mean, that's a huge topic about uh, mainstream media and the way the government is trying to turn us on each other. Yep. To spread discord and just completely uh, separate us, so that way we cannot unite. Right. together you know and be able to conquer these issues but at this it's yeah i mean it comes down to having civilized conversations and respecting somebody's choice to do something and why they're do, choosing to do it well it's like use yourself as a perfect example you came to my super bowl party sure right and i'm sure it was like oh, man, i don't want to drink and this is going to be like a bunch of old drinkers but because of because of you going there and like seeing like like the the effect that the program had on you and your wife, yeah. it's like it's inspiring instead of you being you know Dude. what the fuck you mean you're not gonna drink? Right. And, it's not dragging it. <clears throat> I knew I was gonna have a good time. Right, and I wish people would, including myself, with with certain people. Like I wish you would people would allow themselves to take something positive or learn something good, sure. even if it's something that, that again, scares you. Or, yes. You know, like I said, the scariest part of the R75 for me was, like, not going to drink for 75 days. Right. Ends up, that's the, by far the easiest part of it. Because it's not, okay, it's just sitting there saying, 
see this? You can't have this. Cool, great. Get it out of the way. It's yeah, done. it's done. The the reading thing, like like I said, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing You're that. You're done, bro. That's it. It's just gonna be picture my ten, books and my ten pages. Yep. And if the ten page, if the tenth page has a has a word that's not finished and it's right. like the dot, just stop. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, bro. <laughs> Does it say revelations or revelations? <laughs> Revolution. Revolution. I don't know. Revolution. It's fucking over. It's done. That's ages. Dude, whatever, man. No, I, I've been there. Absolutely. But, like, uh, yeah, like, as far as the, the positive stuff that you put in your brain, it's also putting, I think, I think uh, it surprised, it surprised me when I made that post and, and uh, just say, like, this is what I'm doing. Sure. It, it was surprising. Like, yeah, everybody liked it. Cool. Awesome. Right. That, that, that tweet got you so far. Sure, absolutely. Like, on my birthday, everybody was happy. On their birthday. It's so, just like a need, uh, uh, just a reaction. A general right. reaction. It's cool. Like, or people commenting that, that, that's awesome. Yeah. But it was how many text messages I got that were like, dude, is that working? Like, do you like that? I yeah. thought about doing that. My one friend, who I'm in a group fucking chat for the past, like, six years, there's like 15 of us in this chat. Sure. All we do is go hard in the hole, fucking breaking each other's balls. Dude, you got it, man. That's great. Memes, the whole fucking night. But it's like, <laughs> but it's it's hardcore ball busting. Yeah. And it's, it, we love it. We all love no, it. No, absolutely. I think everybody needs a little bit of that. Kind of. This dude, well, yeah, I've been sober for four months. It changed my life. Well, sure. and I'm like, you know, yeah. like, Big Dev, I don't know, dude. There's like, I'm like, I hope I didn't. I hope you didn't read it the wrong way. Like I, yeah. I didn't quit. I didn't go to like rehab or quit drinking. Like, sure. But, you like, know, no, but it was just like a, a connection thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel a lot better. You, like, you, you did something that people thought about doing. Yeah. And it, you, when you know, like sitting here right now, you inspired them. They may be doing something right now. Right. Or whatever it is, making the decision right now. They're saying, "I'm doing this for myself because I realize I'm not the only one thinking about this, and I don't need to be embarrassed." Right. I'm doing this myself and fuck whatever everybody else thinks. And that's why I feel that about the food thing because it's like, <clears throat> it's a slippery slope. It's definitely something that uh, I'll never monitor as much as I should have. Sure. And like moving forward, if you're one of those people, and there's, dude, there's a lot of people out there like that. Dude, absolutely. Like you don't really think about it. Man, I, you know, I ran. I ran the mile in seven minutes the last time I ran the mile. Yeah, that, that's probably closer to like 30 years ago, brother. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And you don't, like, you just, you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're one of the fat people, brother. Dude, it's like what you do over time, slowly, over time, through decision making. But at this, but just remember, it's like you can do that, take that same process and reverse it. And go back to a better mental health yeah. or physical health. Yeah. You know, and it's mental health. I feel like nowadays that's thrown around and the whole uh, meaning behind it has been distorted. Um, yeah. People use, I feel like the word mental health now is like, oh, call out of work today because you need a mental yes. health day. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's like, that's not it. What does mental health mean? That means consistently for acting and performing and following habits that benefit you mentally and building your mindset in a positive way. Not, oh, I'm just going to vegetate today. Because what about tomorrow? 
What about next week? What about it's next also, month? It's also just to, just the way you're talking about it now. How many, how, how I want to say from like ten years ago until now, you right. heard all about like yeah, I'm going to take a mental health day. It's in the hospitality industry, dude. Like that is unquestionable. Like what is that? It's unfathomable. You can't think about it. Right. Like what the fuck? It's is like that? what the fuck? Is and you get you get chewed out for saying came, something like that. You get your you get busted up. It became so. <laughs> Again, we don't work in that world. Right. But just like like these people who who talk about, nah, I'm gonna take a you know take a personal day here, sure. take a personal day there. Like I feel like a per, a personal day is it could be different. I'm taking a personal day to go to the dentist, or hey Chris, I'm gonna call out on you last minute because I just can't go take I just can't handle what's going on with my life right now. I feel so stressed out. Right. Cool. Fuck me. I got it. No problem. You know. I'll find somebody to bring into the shift so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I hope you feel less stressed out. Like that's that's not I don't feel that that's not how it's supposed to work. It shouldn't. No, I don't I don't think so at least. And I mean I I'd go I'd love to hear somebody else's opinion on it. I understand the stress levels can fluctuate in many different directions. People go through different shit. I yeah, I'm like reluctant to even bring up the story, but I'll give I'll give you one <laughs> somebody that we both know. Sure. That uh, just change the name to protect the guilty. Yeah. That's it. He um. Th- th- there was a certain person that was supposed to run the event for for that place. Sure. <laughs> Shall not be named. Yeah, it's kind of like a Voldemort bag. And they came into work and they clearly don't want to be there. Sure. It was like they came up to me. And it's like, well, where's my, where's my DEO? Like, right here. It wasn't it. And it, it was so apparent right. that, that they were not doing anything like that. Sure. It was like, well, why is it on the regular clipboard? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I have three other events going on. Follow it. Like, thank God you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of your shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I have other stuff to do. So that person would smoke a cigarette, dude, every fucking half hour. So finally, like, I couldn't find him for like an hour. <laughs> Talk to uh, guy from Irish, and I'm like, <laughs> I think I know. Hey, where's this? Where's uh, where's this individual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in her car. It's not going well. What does that mean? Well, she's really stressed out. Uh, I guess you didn't have everything prepared the way that she thought you were going to. I'm like, prepare mm-hmm. not. She's been here all week. I'm like, get her back in there. And get sure. her to fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes. He comes back in. He comes back in crying. What's going on? She's got to go to a meeting. I'm like, okay. For what? <laughs> What's happening right now, dude? Because just so you know, like I'm not saying, like I'm I'm picking up my kid. Right. This means you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the hospital. Like, oh, that's what he said. He goes, she's not coming back. She's not working tonight. She's going to a meeting. Uh, she doesn't like working with you. She, she, I guess like I triggered her or whatever the fuck. That's a cool word too. Yeah. That's good. That's that's gonna be a full episode. The word triggered. Right. <laughs> and okay. one, of, 
So I'm like, so I'm like, so he goes, how do you want to handle this? I go, I don't care. I'm like, I have my kid to pick up at 4.30. I, I guess she's fucked you. Yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, he's it, like it, well, I, I'm going away tomorrow. Like, it, it was all, it was this, this slope of shit. Sure. Of excuses of nobody's accountable, nobody's accountable, nobody's right. accountable, nobody's accountable. Right. But somehow I'm accountable for her fucking need, relapse. Right, exactly. Get the fuck out of here. And you need to sacrifice your family, yeah. your mental health, the decision that you're going to make that's going to cost you time, money for the extra daycare. Yeah. And then the aggravation. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's actually, that's, that's, that's what but we live in making this, the right decision is. We live in this place where, like, you're, you're wrong for saying this, but it's like, yeah, your drug problem is your fucking drug problem, dude. Yeah, it's not, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you do what you gotta do, and when you want to perform, you're toast. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, I, like, we, look, this is a bitter topic because, you know, I've definitely lost a lot of a lot of friends along the way. Sure. But I I've kind of always had this hardened shell to it. Especially after my one friend died. But but it was just like, look, if you're if you're going to if you're gonna ride this rail, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna ride it, you're gonna enjoy the good, and then you're gonna fucking take the bad. Yeah, you bet, absolutely. So my one friend, who's the fucking best, still miss him every day. It was worth riding the rail with him because, like, he fed my brain well. Yes. He just never, he like, there was not his his uh his abuse or drug dealing or whatever never impeded on like his character. He would never steal. Right. He would never like try to fuck your girl. So he kept integrity. Just you know, he, he, it was just the way he carried himself. It was just integrity. He was the best. And like, he, and he, he had like his his code. And look, I mean, he he knew chemically. He knew the perfect balance of. He was never the most fucked up person ever. It was like the proper amount of weed. Mixed in with a little batch of, of the schnook. The, the, the spice, everything and nice. A never ending dying uh, supply of Bud Cans. Dude, Bud Cans, huh? Jose Cuervo. And, and again, this dude was the best. So, like, like, you would never have to think about him in any other light other than he's the best. But one day, like, that star's on bright. Yeah. And, you know, one day the star's going to go out. It's going to, yeah. And you're all going to be hurt. But you know what? You fucking know what you signed up for. Yeah. And the other thing was like he was like the type of person too, like you weren't gonna have to talk with them. Sure. Like like this is you know what I do. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. If if you got a problem you this was never like I'm gonna get arrested because of his behavior. Sure. No. I'm gonna get in any type of trouble because no. I I'm not. He was the one who pushed me in cooking. He was the one who, like, saw, like, <clears throat> picked me up when I was down, put me back on my ass when I was getting too, you know, too, too cocky or yeah. too confident. Like, like this was a, this was, like, a great friend. 
Sure, absolutely, man. So that's why, like, when when people try to do the, no, you don't understand, like, what drugs have done to me, it's, you're right, I don't understand because I don't do them, but the best person I've ever met did more drugs than any of you fucking, and was still, was still, like, showed up to fucking work every fucking day. Showed up, you know, showed up to, if he said he was going to be at a place, he's going to be there. Dude, that is, honestly, that is mental health. Right. And that, that, if you think about that, it's, when I say mental health, it's like your mental discipline. I, I know what I'm doing with myself. I know what I'm getting myself into. I understand the ramifications. I understand, you know, what are, what are my responsibilities? How can I get execute, execute on those? How am I not gonna, I'm going to do my part and be able to control how I handle the rest of my life. Right. And be able to find that balance. And it, even even that, like, as you're saying, that, like, balance. Balance doesn't, balance is important. That's, like, as far as making sure, making sure you have enough love in your life. Making sure you have enough um, <clears throat> discipline as far as, you know, you're not drinking too much. You're not eating too much, too. Sure. You're not, you know, you're not even, also, like, you're not even, you're not working out too much. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could see how, like, people with, like, a very addictive personality, like, it switches. Like, hey, I don't drink anymore, and I don't do drugs. Isn't that great? It's yeah. still addictive personality. How many fucking scratch offs did you buy this week? Yeah. Oh, I just, don't worry about it. I only buy 37 a day. <laughs> Bro. It's only $37, and it yeah. turns $337. And, like, you could just see, you know, some people, like, will fill it. In different ways. Yeah. Except from the French culinary. Sure. She was addicted to she made everything a joke, but she was I guess she was I guess she was like in the uppers, but like probably coke or whatever. She's like, I'm old enough where we used to just call it speed. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like I don't think it's meth. No, 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 I don't think meth. <laughs> but she was saying how she was into all this she was just this drug yeah. addict. And uh, then she started going to rehab and then started running. Sure. And then she's like, yeah. Like an ultra runner? I quit rehab and now I'm just a fucking runner. I just run a hundred mile race. She literally, yeah. She's doing ultra, ultra marathons. She did like the, she did all the marathons in the United, like those big, I guess it's the big four, big five. Sure. No, dude, absolutely. But yeah, like, awesome. but she just fulfilled it with that. Yeah, dude, I'm not saying addictive personality can be good. What are you addicted to? Right. You're addicted to success, okay? And that translates into you being chasing perfection or just chasing consistency right. and following through. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, that's, that says a lot. It's like you can have an addictive personality and go, okay, what, you know, and use that to your advantage. I, hell, I wish I had that a little bit. Look at, you think, you think Tom Brady and Michael Jordan would just use those two? Yeah. You watch the documentaries and read the books on those guys. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like addictive personalities, borderline. They're like like on the spectrum of like yeah. of like some type of like mental health disorder where it's like uh, massively know. obsessed. Overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, you're waking up at three o'clock. 
and the only thing you think about is like I gotta I gotta get my training I gotta do this I gotta do that and I just want you know it's crazy that's cool like yeah. they said that what was it I, I mean obviously they said everything about him once he died but they showed Kobe Bryant's workout schedule during the Olympics Dude, I think he was up at what at 3 o'clock in the morning that's in practice ridiculous. just something crazy 3 4 o'clock in the morning just playing ball his whole thing was because he was watching his teammates the the guys that he's playing against in the yeah. NBA, and he switched his routine so he had two workouts before these motherfuckers even woke up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You think that's a normal person? You think that's I'm still balanced individual? I try to, dude. I love, I love the idea of that. I love the concept of that. And then I think about like, do do these people not sleep? Right. Because you need sleep. Sleep is such a huge role. Yeah. You know, and proper recovery, if it's through physical fitness or even just general operation, you got to give your brain time to rest. So when you're sleeping three hours a day and you're pro baller of any kind or whatever, I'm like, how is this possible? They're not going to bed at 7 p.m. No. Not, you know what I'm saying? I think of, I think most of your highly decorated athletes sure. do at least a two-hour nap. Yes. In between. A nap is a huge thing. Because they said that most of the guys in the NBA, the beast in the NBA, sleep 12 hours a day at some point. It's, if it, it's going to be 12 hours of sleeping and then 12 hours of eating, shitting, and exercise right. consistently with no downtime in between that. Like they showed that guy, uh, Giannis. So he, was, he looked like a dorky, skinny, scrawny guy. Sure. Drafted. And now he looks like he just yokes. He is yes. monster. Yeah. Like he's almost he's almost bigger than LeBron. And you know, they talk about like he's one of those he's those people that I fucking despise. Because <laughs> he's like he eats like, you know, four meals a day, sure. all super nutrition. Like obviously he's, you know, a specimen. But he has like his trainer or his dietitian. Right. Like, yeah, you gotta eat like five chicks for like sandwiches. You gotta eat this right now. You're like, all right, no problem. I'm like, you son of a you're bitch. Like, you son of a bitch. You yeah. need oh. to look like that and do that. Dude, I'm so, so, I love me some Chick Fil A, and it's oh my god. Imagine being able to eat five of those a day. I honestly don't. I haven't had Chick Fil A since December. Like I haven't had it since I. You don't get the salad. The salad. Dude, I, this, every time I go. It's a Sunday. <laughs> Dude, I shit you not. Every time I go, it's a Sunday. And every time I want this Americanized Chinese food, I go to this place on Tuesday, and they're always closed on Tuesday. Tuesday? Really? Dude, yeah, dude, it's a weird thing, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Is Lamb's Kitchen closed on Tuesdays? Uh-huh. Oh, there's... I think they all. Like, it's a weird day. I think, like, I don't know why, a Tuesday of all days, I'm like, why? What, I'm just going to look at You want to know something frustrating about places being closed on weird days? Yeah, yeah. Listen, when we were in Ireland, there's this famous uh, oyster cottage called Moran's Oyster Cottage. Okay. It's, like, on, like, this one-lane road in the middle of nowhere. They're closed two days a year. That is weird. The place is phenomenal. We should we should uh, do an episode. Like we should go there, eat. Yes. Take some pictures and just definitely do an episode episode 
and we could tie that into uh, uh, like migration with food from other countries like we were talking about earlier into the United States, how it has changed and actually having a real banging traditional Chinese style restaurant and the food we get. What's what's weird about that here is like Mint Hill and like yeah. Mint Hill, Matthews and Strong. Sure. They I guess I never see them, but I guess there's huge Asian populations yeah, out here. Yeah. Absolutely. But you, I've only seen them at the Super G and that Grand Asia. At Atlantis Kitchen. The Atlantis Kitchen, the Grand Asia, the Super G, it's all these different places. Because I always say, like, I don't feel like I've seen a synagogue here. Yeah. There's the big one right by my. Yeah, you see different. There's some temples and stuff and tucked away. I haven't met all tucked away. any. I, I guess, I guess too, like, when you're in New York, yeah. everybody's like loud about what they are. So, yes. like, Hey, I'm um fucking Joey Gallo yeah. from fucking Bensonhurst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> oh or, yeah. Or you know, like the like, hey, I'm free. Hey, I'm, yeah, um, yeah. Um, whatever. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. here, so you say you know it's different culture, it's a different style of culture. Tomato cheese. Tomato cheese all day. But um, yeah, dude, I think. Dude, physical health and mental health, man, how it ties into the industry and the way we set ourselves up for the day, it really plays a powerful role in our success. And right. how are we able to conquer the day and then how can we do it better tomorrow? Well, let me ask you real quick before we wrap it up. Yeah. <clears throat> how do you feel like we're talking about mental health and we're talking about, you know, feeding your feeding your brain or a nutritious diet? How has the visualization helped you, um, even just as an exercise? I know we've 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 talked about it. Sure. But if you could like talk to the audience a little bit about it, but Absolutely. also, does that help? Is that something that like you feel like you have to do early in the day, to you know, as like your prep for the day? Uh, it's do that. First off, visualizing what I want in my future and legit visualizing this. And this is part of the like 75 hard. This is something I've read after. It's called phase one as part of the live hard program, which is the year long program. And in that it's 10 minutes of visualizing um, whatever it is that you want to see in your life. That's going to bring you either to your success or the final visual visualization. I'm not talking about making a bed. I'm talking about what kind of house are you going to have? Um, do you, is it, you know, uh, how many kids do you think you're going to have? The style of life that you want to have, right. you know, are you flying on a private plane that you own? Right. Like that kind of, you know, thought process. And I close my eyes, 10 minutes uninterrupted. I am not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about the emails I have to answer. I'm not thinking about if I have to let the dog out. If I think about anything like that, I restart from the beginning. So the best thing for me is to just go in a dark room, turn, uh, close the door close my eyes and uh, thinking about the kind of future that I want to see, right. you know, it, in a way it's like I'm manifesting these ideas into my life and you get, I get, it's such a cool trance, man. Like if right. you, you're thinking about, I'm thinking about the kind of house I have, how many kids I have with uh, my wife, the kind of car. And I've had you, I'm visualizing myself sitting in a car that I never thought I would want touching a, a black leather steering wheel going like this feels so real. And I'm having conversations with people that feel real. And I'm thinking, holy crap, it feels like such a reality. 
And with that end goal in mind, it, it the way I carry myself throughout the day is what am I doing in the day that's going to bring me closer to that? How, how am I talking in a way of, am I speaking with positive words? Am I speaking in a way that's going to bring this kind of reality into my life? Like sure. this, you know, these actual things. And what am I doing day to day to, right, to make this thing happen? And what, how am I educating myself to make this happen? There was a culmination of all these different things of what am I doing for myself? How am I putting myself first in a way of how can I educate myself? How can I train myself to be able to reach these goals? And everyone's got different goals, whatever. If, if you want to become a, a skydiving instructor, you're going to visualize yourself jumping out of planes and maybe possibly traveling the country or uh, the world, jumping out of different planes with people. Like it, It's endless. Right? You can, it's whatever you can think about. And I feel like doing this more off, uh, as doing this daily, I am able to it's think clearly more so throughout the day of how am I going to get this, you know, how am I going to unlock these doors that bring me closer to this? What kind of path, it helps clear up the path, like cuts the fog. And I think generally it's helped me, in the, it, it's helped me so much in even how I speak to people. Okay. You know, it's, it's so interesting. It's like you have to do it to understand yeah. the no. benefit that it's going to give you. And it, it's so unique to each individual person that once you do it, you're going to be like, holy crap. Like, I, I could think clearly. I, I, and you think of solutions that you can't think of normally. Because right. we're constantly bombarded by TVs, by music, by the media, by things that are happening out of our control. You know, hey, you got to do this chore, you got to do this chore. When was the last time you stepped back and said, let me think about what I want to do for myself without any interruption and like seriously dive into it? And you could say meditate right. for those 10 minutes about what you want to do. Well, I like the idea too of uh, the more, again, like, like when I heard about it, it seems like. Was it weird? Uh, you're no, like, it's, what just, you talking about? it's just something so so out of left field, right? Sure. But when you, after talking to you and you doing it, and then just thinking like, if you, okay, you want to get in like better shape. Sure. Well, you better be at least in the gym. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, you could work on your form. You could work on a bunch of other stuff. But you have to be in there. You have to be like, yes. you have to put yourself in the places to perform the, exactly. the goal or to perform the, the task to reach the goals, right? Absolutely. So if you're sitting there saying like, hey, I want to be, uh, I want to be a millionaire. Like, I want to make $5 million a year. Sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And, and that's how, a phenomenal goal. Absolutely. How are you going to do that? Do you, right. you write songs? No. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do? Well, this is like, what are the steps that I have to take to get there? But when I was talking, like talking to you about it, it's like, like the salad dressing thing. Sure. When I started doing the salad dressing, it's like, how can we get this to be like our source of income? Sure. So it's literally, it's not that difficult. It's 8,000 bottles a year. Sure. Well, all of a sudden you say that out loud and we're like, I mean, we're, we might only be selling 200 like yeah. a month. That's kind of, yeah. But that is obtainable. That is absolutely a dude. Divide that by 365 days. Right. Divide it by how many weeks? Divide it by 52. 
and you take that number and you go, well, wow, okay. And then think about, then what I would visualize is like, in my mind, how am I reaching these people through social media? How am I making connections? How am I, you know, doing maybe if it's, I don't want to say food demos, but showing the item off. What kind of like festival am I going to or farmer's market am I going right. to? And before you know it, it's in every supermarket that it's going to start selling itself. And like, what, I, what I'd like to, did you tell me this or was this on the podcast? Like, Go out and window shop. No, this was on the podcast. That was on the podcast. Yeah, like window shop. Go out and window shop. Absolutely. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And so it explains it. Like, you want to, if you want a ball, like, you go window shopping, it's like, ah, maybe in three years we'll get a puppy. Look at the cute puppy, blah, blah, blah. Or you go, like, maybe uh, my lease is up in, in a year and a half. Or let's go check out like what car. Dude, you know, yes. brand new you're one. setting yourself up. You're putting it in your mind before you get to that moment. But I like what you said about like get the fuck out of that and think like, okay, like you're gonna buy a five million dollar house next time around. Yeah. Look at a five million dollar house. Just stare at it. Hell yeah. See, what, see what's in them. Dude, see what are the things that you like? What are the things that you would change? Yeah. And again, I think I think that because 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 people like us come from a world of the littlest detail it's rich earth it's not yes. just a fucking bunch of earth not it's just time right a rosemary and that could single-handedly make or break a kid absolutely it's the same thing like we're starting to see or i'm starting to see in myself i know you've already seen it in yourself of like we start taking these these little steps, they start having a great, great, yeah. much bigger impact in our life. Absolutely. So, this podcast is our fourth one. Yeah. And I visualize us, I don't know if it's going to be the 100th, I don't know if it's going to be the 200th. Right. But I, I definitely visualize saying, like, thank God for Nutramax. Dude, that's it. Big Thank shout you. out to them. They make fantastic, <laughs> fantastic medication for our fuzzy, you know, our dogs and, and cats and horses. It would have nothing to do with Nutramax. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, we have nothing to do with them. But God bless and thank you know, whatever God you believe in. Thank you know, God those fucking Irish step dancers and the whole fucking mouth. Dude, that sounded like thunder, man. It was like Lord of the Dance. Is that what it is? The whole the river dance. The river dance that went over the run. Oh man, that was great, dude. Absolutely. You know what? And that, that's that's some truth, man. We're gonna look back and go. We're gonna celebrate episode three hundred. <laughs> it's dude. It's gonna be freaking great. We're gonna light up some cigars. You know, we're gonna do a little toast, a little party. You know, we'll uh, we'll invite over BT instead of fucking instead of just. But again, like, like this is all positive, but instead of just saying, "Hey, man, you know, it'd be really cool to right. record these conversations." You know, it'd be really cool if if somebody came, if somebody went out and yeah. did the chef yeah. in the, like to, yeah. to, to absolutely branch out on what like Bourdain was about. Sure. Because I think again, I think he obviously is a tremendous writer, but he he was like one of us. Sure, absolutely. That made it. That like got absolutely on the other side. Almost like how like. Like the professional wrestlers look at the rock. Like yeah. he he is a real wrestler, right? Yep. He like 
He's a pit bull. Absolutely. He did the real grind. Yep. Now he's the biggest fucking thing in, in the world. Global like, presence. He he's actually a real wrestler. It's not like somebody who moonlighted, right? Yeah, exactly. And like Bourdain was like that guy for us. Where it's yeah. like this guy, you, you know, if you haven't read Kiss and Confidential, just because it's phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal book. Yeah. It really is. It it's so authentic in the way that it is written. And the way that the stories are told, but speaking of visualization, yeah. then you go out and and see that world and live that lifestyle, and live in that world, and you realize like, wow, there's a lot to it. There's not yep. just uh, this isn't just as simple as like people who like to cook or people sure. who like to eat. This goes a lot further and a lot deeper. Dude, it's, it's the truth and the reality, man. And yeah. if you want to work in a restaurant out there, and if there's something that interests you, or even if you work one right now, I mean, they're brand new to it, read that book. Kiss, Kiss your Confidential yeah. is freaking amazing by Anthony Bourdain. It's really the Bible of the... Yeah. And I, I think it's uh, we take a lot of inspiration to that, and this is it's another reason. It's why we do what we're doing now. Yep. You know, Absolutely. it's like sending, a, spreading a message and engaging. We want we guys to share your stories with us. Tell us, tell us about what you do after a long day. I think in the kitchen, what what brings you back to your back back to base? You know, first base yeah. with reality. And what do you what do you choose to put in your minds? Right. right? Like, what are we choosing to put in our minds? Well, like we always <clears throat> we always like start. If you're talking about start setting up for the day, like what's the playlist that starts the day yeah. in the kitchen? And that usually like dictates. So if it's like Monday and it's prep right. day, right? Right. It's usually like you'll get some Grateful Dead or you'll get some fish or you'll get oh, some yeah. of like that vibe, you know, like James Brown or like like some of like the T Funk and yep. like that '70s soul. Sure. But like you usually come. <laughs> Friday is usually Metallica. The bodies, Drowning Pools, Pantera, Pantera, Slayer, Slayer. Raining Blood. Yeah, it's Raining Blood. Great. (laughs) Like, you have to get in that mindset of, like, this is fucking war. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever drives you. Whatever drives you, just conquer the day. Just conquer it, guys. And, you know, thanks again for, you know, listening and definitely share the show. We want to we wanna know what you think, you know, what any, su- you know, suggestions, topics that you want us to cover. Totally open for that. Um, share the show and review the show. Review the show. Um, yeah, send us, send us a, you know, an email at pcchefs at gmail.com. Check out Instagram and Facebook, pcchefs, you know, and, you know, check us out. And we look forward to Possibly answer some questions and uh, talk to you guys on the next show. Oh, yeah. Y'all have a great week. See ya.